Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi everybody, it's Marsha, and we're going to have a really good show today. This will be very informative. We haven't had a show, I think, on breast cancer awareness for a couple years, but I decided we needed to do one, especially this year, because early detection is the best protection, and skipping your mammogram can cost you your life. You know, according to the you know World Health Organization, you know it's the most common cancer globally. And as of like 2021, it's and we all know people that have had breast cancer, and so it's really important. And that's why I thought we'd have the show today. And we have two women on the show today. We have Delaney and we have Carol, and they're both going to be talking about. They're both survivors, thank goodness, knock wood. And so they're going to be talking about breast cancer awareness and the triumphs. You know, and they, they both, they're surviving, so they're here, and this is why I'm having the show, and it's not, you know, a show of sadness, it's a show of how women can survive if they do the right thing, and so we will let them, each of them will talk, I think there's one more coming, but I'm not sure, Grace can't be here, and I thought Susanna should be here, but... If not, we'll just continue on with the show, and if Susanna comes on, I'll just add her in. But um, there, each of them will tell you just a little bit about themselves, and then we'll go into just a discussion. So uh, welcome, both of you, Delaney and Carol. Thank, Thank you. you. Great to be here. And Yes, so glad you are here. And so, Delaney, you want to talk a little bit about, you know, who you are and what you do, and uh, okay. also, we'll, you know, you can talk about a little bit about your cancer, and then we'll just go, you know, from there with Carol. Okay. Um, well, I'm an author and a show host, just like you are. And mm-hmm. uh, I first had breast cancer back 11 years ago. Um, one of those things where you go and get the mammogram, and they say, oh, there's something on there, and, you know, maybe it's nothing, but you, you need to come back in. And, uh, you know, did the chemo, did the radiation, I was doing great, and then I went back in a um, year and a half ago or so for my my mammogram, and they called again and said, you know, there's there's something on there, it could be nothing, but we need to have a second look. Well, this time I had cancer in both breasts rather than, I had had a lumpectomy the first time, and... Um, this time they found cancer in both breasts and under my left arm in the lymph system. Fortunately, thank you God, it had not spread anywhere else. But that was a real scare. So I'm here to say, though, 
I'm doing great. I just had a checkup a week ago. I'm doing beautifully. So praise thank God, God for that. That's it. <laughs> that's yes. right. Yeah, thank that's God. exactly. Carol? Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Amen. Uh, my name is Carol, and I have done these shows with Marsha before on breast cancer, and I actually did one with Delaney about yeah. two years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2007. I had hormonal breast cancer, which is a mm-hmm. rare breast cancer, and mm-hmm. I ch- chose to have a bilateral mastectomy with mm-hmm. no reconstruction. And I went through 16 months of solid, hardcore chemotherapy. Oh, Lord. And fortu- fortunately, I had the best chemo nurses in the world, and they um, helped me decide how to you know, go about with my treatment, exercise, and diet. And I, was, I have extremely, I'm an extremely positive person, and I have an extremely positive attitude. And I would walk around the chemo floor with my chemo cart and talk to all the other patients there and cheer everybody up. And they were like, what's with you? And I said, hey, it just makes everybody feel better when you're all in the right. same boat sharing it together. That's right. And That's um, true. <clears throat> No, I was going to say, and fortunately, I'm 14-year survivor. And Praise so God. Far, so far, so good, and I'm grateful for every single day that I'm alive. And and we're featuring her in the EYS magazine, along with Grace also of, mm-hmm. in the magazine. It'll, it will be coming out in another month or two, but that's why we're having the show now because it is October. So um, right, and early cancer early detection, right. early yes. early detection. I I found the lump myself, mm-hmm. and I was scheduled I was scheduled for a mammogram anyhow, but I did find this unusual lump and. I knew. I knew. You know, yeah. you just kind of yeah. know. Yeah. And yeah, some people don't small. know. A lot of people don't know, though. That's yeah. the thing. They just don't know, you right. know. And a lot of people don't uh, even do a, you know, they don't test, you know, they don't go for mammograms, and they're not doing that now. And especially with COVID and everything, they're not going to the doctors now. And yeah. that's where they need to go because, you know, you exactly. don't always get, you know, uh, where you feel something, and sometimes you just get, like, right. I have a few people that are right. friends of mine that had pinpoint, little pinpoint parts that just they saw something, mm-hmm. and they didn't, they just had radiation, they didn't need chemo, but they found mm-hmm. it really early because they had a mammogram. Yeah, my, right. my tumors were very small, and I couldn't feel them. I had no idea they were there. Yeah. I wasn't feeling poorly. I couldn't feel anything. So thank God for the mammograms, because otherwise... Yeah. I might not be here. The, yeah, the first yeah. one was was not that big a deal. It was stage one. It was very small. But second mm-hmm. one was a little more aggressive type. And, you know, they they tell you the type, and I don't remember. I don't But either. it was a little more aggressive. <laughs> and, and, you know, frankly, do you want to dwell on it anyway? Do you want to no. go around saying, oh, well, I had such and such and so and so and blah, blah, right, blah. Right. No. It's not something I, I, I want to brag about or even think about. I did want to ask Carol, though, was yours the, the BRCA um, no, gene no. that caused yours? No. Okay. No. Because no, mine is strictly, the BRCA, um, BRCA2. Okay. So. Mine was strictly hormones. And uh-huh. I, I was 20 years old when they, they diagnosed me as, as having fibrocystic breasts. Oh. And, of course, they they say, you know, that really is not an indicator, 
but, no, but um, a lot of people do have that. Right. A lot of people yeah. do have cystic breast. But between the age of 20 and the age of 55, I had more lumpectomies done than any person in the world. Oh, my. And, and it was on both sides. It would be like one on this side, one on that uh-huh. side. And they were all easy to remove, and none of them were cancer. But I used to wear, this is the funniest, I used to wear underwire bras all the time. Oh, no. And that was how I discovered my lump. Because it was un- where my underwire hit. And oh, no. It was uncomfortable. Oh, that uncomfortable. would be so uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah, and, but that oh, was so good. that's why, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, because that was yes. opened my eyes to the fact of, like, why is this lump, you know, why does this wire feel funny? And I found yeah. this lump. And, and it was not like any of the other lumps that I'd had in the past. I mean, I know what my other lumps were, but this one was just not moving like the others did. And so I had a scheduled mammogram coming up anyhow, so I waited like three weeks because that was the time for my mammogram. I wasn't panicking. And even when the doctors said to me, I don't, it was so funny, the radiologist who would never mention the word cancer. And it was just, it was just kind of blew me away. And he said, I just don't like what I, I don't like what I see. And I'm, you know, I'm not comfortable with this. And I said, well, I said it. I said, do you, well, do you think it's a cancer? And he goes, well, I, I, I don't want to say that. You know, they're oh, not yeah. allowed to say. They're not <laughs> well, allowed to brought, say. That has to come, you know, it has well, to make the full back. spectrum of analysis before well, someone yeah, can tell you. Well, yeah. he did tell me the next day because he brought me back yeah. the next day to have to have an ultrasound. I usually was uh-huh. scheduled for a mammogram ultrasound, but for some particular reason, my doctor forgot to put an ultrasound on, on this particular mammogram. Oh. So I had to come back the next day. And no, after he did the ultrasound, he pulled me into the room and he said, this is it. And I said, cancer. Yeah. And he said, yes. Yeah. And I said, okay. And they looked at me like I was nuts because I didn't have a great reaction. And he goes, are you okay? And I said, I've been battling this since I was 20 years old. Yeah. I, was 50, I was 55 at the time. Uh-huh. And I was like, I, I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, it just, it didn't, I, I always thought in the back of my mind it was going to happen. And it happened. Yeah. And, and I, I never, I have to say, and, and I'm being very honest with y'all, I never fell apart. I never said, why me? I just said, okay, me, let's move on. What kind of treatment are we doing? Yeah. And, and, and that was it. But I was a little surprised when my surgeon said, because I, I really thought here I was, another lump to me. And she goes, no, she said, it's a little too big. She said, we're going to have to do a mastectomy. Oh, my. And I... And I, so, yeah, it was one of those oh my's, and I went, okay, you know. But I went home, and I thought about it for, like, three days. And she had already scheduled me with a plastic uh-huh. surgeon to, you know, go for reconstructive. And I thought about it for about three days, and I said, you know, I'm brave today, but will I be brave tomorrow if it comes back on the other side? Right. So I called her, I called her up, and I said, Dr. Chambers, I've chosen to have a bilateral mastectomy, and I don't want reconstructive Mm -hmm. surgery. And she said, well, you know, you're still very young. You can still have reconstructive. And I said, perhaps so, but I said, I'd rather treat this now and worry about that later. Right. She said she thought it was an excellent idea. She said bilateral was probably the smartest thing I could have ever done since I had lumps in both sides. Yeah. um, Yeah, that's what I did the second time around. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know... You don't regret it, do you? No, 
not at all. I, you know, the, the first time she <laughs> said, are we going to do a, you know, a, a mastectomy? I was talking to the surgeon, and mm-hmm. I, I, I was just like 50, 51, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So to me, it was a little bit of a shock. I mean, yeah. I, I thought about it, and I have relative who, relatives who had breast cancer and got mastectomies and this, that, and the other, but I, it just, I heard that word, and it was a scary, scary word, so I opted for the lumpectomy that time. Right. And then uh, when I went back, and there it was again, and it had gotten into lymph glands, I said, screw this, just take them both. And I also opted for no no reconstruction, and I'm glad that I did because typically women over 50 will have more trouble with the reconstruction than they do with the mastectomy. Absolutely correct. Yeah, and it's very, very painful because I I had a very, um, you know, very matter-of-fact talk with my surgeon who is just the best in the world. I love her. And uh, she said, well, I'm going to be very honest with you at your age, and I'm kind of overweight, and I know that. She said, but at your age and with your body type, the chances of issues with reconstruction are so great, and I would Mm -hmm. rather not see you go through that. (laughs) And I had already made up my mind, you know, it Well, I'm not. Yeah, it just wasn't worth it. Well, I have to say, at one point or another, and Marcia knows this, I was a very vain person. Yeah. I, you know, I really cared a lot, but at this point. Well, not vain, you just cared about it. I mean, it wasn't vain. I mean, you just were interested in how you looked. That doesn't mean, you know. Well, but my appearance was very important, but it was really funny because I just. And I liked, I have to say, I liked my Victoria's Secret bras. <laughs> you know? yeah. I, miss, I, I, I miss those. That's one thing I miss. But, you yeah. know, I never, I never, I've had people ask me, you know, numerous times, aren't you sorry that you didn't go for reconstruction? Which, you know, at this point, you can still get it. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Right. The insurance has to pay for it one way or the other. Right. Yeah, but they they were like, "Are you sorry?" And I said, "Why would I be sorry?" I said, "I yeah. live in Florida, and you do too, Delaney, correct?" Yes, I do. Yeah. It's too yeah, okay. doggone hot here. Well, well then, yeah. like the first time you come home, you take your bra off, you know. And right. it's like I don't have to worry about that anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. And they would they looked at me like I was funny, and I said, "I don't miss it at all." I, I did get. <laughs> I, I did get, you know, inserts, bras with inserts, you know. I wore them like twice, and it was like, God, these are so heavy. I can't even yes. deal with it. Yeah, and I, I had that recommended to me, too. I was like, screw yeah. that. Just yeah. another well, thing did. that's too hot and yeah. heavy. And no, and no, I, I don't care. My husband doesn't care. I don't care. You know? Well, yeah, and they, that's I, the other I, thing. That's the that's thing that I wanted to talk about is the because Grace brought that up when we were discussing, because she's in, also in the magazine, about having a partner that is uh-huh. supportive. And Delaney, you, I know you wanted to mention that, too. And Carol oh, has yeah. a, a husband yes. also that has supported her. How important that is. It's, so each of you oh, want to talk important. about that, because that's the scary part for a lot of women. They think, well, what will their husband think or their partner? Mm-hmm. They think they're not sexy anymore, but you know what? Right. That's so. That is so wrong. You know, if you keep your appearance up and you dress nicely and you don't let yourself, you know, get schleppy or you don't let yourself go, 
I mean, you're still the same person you always were. That's right. It, it doesn't and change anything. No, and he's going to love you no matter what. You know, if he's he going to love you and nurture you. And right. honestly, I could not have made it through all this without Joe. I couldn't have. Both. I would have yeah. just fallen to pieces. He went yeah. with me to every chemo treatment. He took me to right. every doctor appointment. Now, because yeah. of his work schedule, when I was doing radiation, he couldn't get to those with me because they were in the right. middle of the day, and he worked at night, so he's asleep. Right. But, but those basi- were but not... Yeah, but basically he supported you throughout the whole thing. Absolutely. And, and he was it. the one, if it hadn't been for him, I would have died of the chemo. Um, that's one thing <laughs> that was not fun. Um, yeah. I was Mm-mm. in my second chemo treatment, and the particular medication, it was called Taxotere. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm one of those people that if there is an adverse reaction to have yeah. something that's a one in a million chance or one in 5,000, I'm the one. And he'd gone out um, to get a cup of coffee. And this was a, a, it's a small local hospital, and it had a, you know, maybe 10 chairs in the chemo room, half of which were Mm -hmm. full. Um, Fabulous staff of nurses. There were three nurses there at the time, and then all the doctors seeing people. And he went out to get a cup of coffee. And he came in, and I've been sitting there thinking, you know, I just I don't feel right, and I, I couldn't really breathe very well, and I oh, didn't wow. really mm-hmm. think anything of it. I, you know, I'm very sensitive to smells and chemicals and hairspray and everything, so I was sitting mm-hmm. there, going, oh, I, I I don't feel good. He walked in, and he saw my face, and from ten feet away. Across the room, he said, are you all right? And I shook my head. He said, can you breathe? And I shook my head. And in seconds, I had all three nurses there beside me to take mm-hmm. care of me. One had been on the phone. One was talking medication with the patient's husband. And the other one was just coming back from the bathroom. In seconds, one woman clipped off the IV. Another one took the IV out. And the mm. third one went and got the doctor. And I was taking care of boom, 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 right there in oh, seconds yeah. flat. I, was, I, I had a one, one person. Now I was in Orlando at, uh-huh. um, and, at Orlando Health uh, right. Cancer Center. So our chemo floor was, uh, there was one whole floor of just chemo. And we had like yeah. a dozen rooms. Um, some mm-hmm. private, some wow. with four chairs in. But there was always at least three nurses in each mm-hmm. pod area. And right. they were con- constantly checking on us. But I, I guess I was very fortunate. The chemo that I took, I wound up, my very final chemo was Herceptin, which is extremely dangerous to your heart. Yeah. And I was monitored constantly. My oncologist made me go every six weeks for heart tests. Wow. But the the nurses were constantly monitoring me and at the very beginning it was a 4-hour drip. Yeah. And I had a I had a port in my chest. And mm-hmm. um by the it was a 12-week um treatment and by the mid treatment I was half hour I was in and out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, 
I was very fortunate. I had zero reactions to anything. You're very except, lucky. Except I lost every drop of hair on my head and my oh, every yeah. drop of hair on, on my body. I mean, eyelashes, eyebrows, everything gone. Yep, yep. Every that was when nail. I cried, was when my every, hair started to fall out. I didn't cry with the diagnosis much. Well, a little bit. I didn't cry when I had to have the surgery. I cried when my hair started to fall out. Yeah, I, I think that's, I wish there was something they could do because that's the one thing that everybody has in common. Yeah, and they say that you know. Well, and they that have this is, new. They have the new cold cap now that they put on you, and it oh, does really? fine yeah. for. It works fine for some people, and some people it doesn't. But it's a. Uh-huh. It's like it, it's like a, a helmet that they put on. It's ice. I mean, it's literally they call wow. it a cold cap, and it 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 goes on your whole head and it straps under your chin mm-hmm. and of course they, they wrap you up in these heated blankets because your whole body obviously uh, yeah, you'd freeze to death. <laughs> yeah but, I think but it stimulates the hair follicles wow, and wow. Is that a step? do they do that separately then they, another time no they the do this time. during chemo really it's wow. now being done wow. during during wow. chemo, but not not every hospital is doing it yet. Yeah. And um, my my hospital at that time wasn't doing it. It's relatively a new treatment, though. It's only been out right. a couple of years, and from what I understand, it has been very successful. Well, that's um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they call it the cold cap, and it's supposed to prevent your hair from falling out, or at least mass falling out. Yeah. That's, the, de- that's you know. the most devastating, you know, for, it, for it women. It really was. You know, that's, you know. Well, and was, that, that, going that could stop party. people. A lot of people are afraid of that part more than anything no, else. I was, yeah. I was getting dressed <laughs> to go to a silly. Christmas party. Yeah, <laughs> but know. I was getting dressed to go to a Christmas party. And then I, when I was putting doing my hair and all of a sudden a piece of hair popped out, a chunk of yeah. hair popped out. And I yeah. went, yeah. Oh, okay, here it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was, well, I just it had my son fun. take clippers and just shave yeah. it off. And yeah. uh, and he and his brothers and my husband all shaved their heads, too. So oh, that I was feel yeah. sweet. Yeah. It yeah, was, that was so sweet. sweet. Yeah. And then I didn't feel quite so weird. Yeah. Um, but that that I, was I, the thing that got me was the hair. I, I didn't. Yeah, I know. I think, I right, and I that's that's such like a common it. thing that people really are. So it's good if maybe the cold cap mm-hmm. will help people. Because yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very a new, fear. it's a new thing. Uh, yeah. Well, like I said, losing your hair is definitely not the most exciting thing for any woman. No. However, right. once it came out, and I was wearing my little baseball caps or my little you know mm-hmm. caps or or little scarves or whatever I was wearing. After a while, I have to tell you, it was almost enlightening that I didn't have to deal with my hair. Right? Yes. You, you don't know? have to, you know, scrub your scalp yes. a little bit, but you don't have to I have know. conditioners yeah. and hair set yeah. and everything else. I, yeah. Well, yeah, you don't have to stand in front of the mirror and blow your hair dry or anything. You know, I mean, you just towel it dry and there it is. Right. You know, after Marines months, have the right I mean, idea with the close cropped hair. <laughs> well, it took it took a few months. I'm not going to say that it was yeah, just like, yeah, oh, it does. yeah, this was wonderful. But it was, it was a, you know, shocking thing. But after a couple months, it wasn't as bad and Everything mm-hmm. that happened, like all my fingernails fell off, all my toenails fell off. Oh, and it, no, and I it, didn't have that. But well, it was because of the, some of the can the treatment I was taking because yeah. of being, you know, the type of cancer I had. Fortunately, yeah. though, and and I will back this whole thing up. Fortunately, it was a self-contained tumor, and it never Thank spread. God. Yeah. Yes. That, I, that's I a blessing. Fortunate. 
that's yes, what mine was, was too. It was, it was yeah. encapsulated, and so that, so, that I mean, was good. To all those that have listened to this, and even if it helps one person out there, what, what's the advice you can give women, each of you, on getting a yearly mammogram and, uh, you know, how oh, this can definitely. help them into it, you know, without a, a tough journey? I mean, it could stop it, in, you know, if they see something small rather than some, then later on in both breasts or, you know. What do you have to say about that for people? Because that's really people. A lot of people don't take them because they're just afraid of the results. But that that doesn't solve anything. Go I ahead, would rather ahead. know the results than be afraid of results. Yeah. Because yeah. if you mm-hmm. don't know what it is, you can't fight it. But I'm I'm mm-hmm. a very confrontational person in some respect. <laughs> I know when I know the enemy, I can fight the enemy. Right, and right. living in fear like that, oh, I don't want to do it because I'll, I'll find out I'm sick. Okay, you'll find out you're sick. Whether you go to the doctor or you don't go to the doctor, you don't get right. diagnosed or you do get diagnosed, could it still it kill you? It, it doesn't go away. <laughs> That's right. Right, right, right. It doesn't disappear just because right. you're denying that there's something right. wrong. And I I. I I'm not a kind of person that likes to live in denial. I am yeah. upbeat and I'm optimistic and I will face things with courage and humor mm-hmm. and laugh my way through. Yeah. But I, I want to know what the enemy is so I can fight my it. Big, my biggest thing was to make people around me comfortable yes. because I, I, they didn't know, people did not know how to handle the situation. Right. yes. And these are friends that I was with all the time, and they were like, I mean, they were supportive, but they and then they, they didn't back away. I mean, nobody deserted me, uh-huh. but they didn't know how to handle it. So my, just like you, Delaney, I, I made a light of it. It's like, hey, you know, it happens. So you fight Great. it, you work for it. But I have to say, mammograms are the most important thing, but I feel that self-examination is more important than mammograms. Yeah. Because every woman should know their own breasts, their own body. Absolutely. When you see or feel something that doesn't look right is when you go to get your mammogram. But I'm a firm believer for a long time because I had so many lumps and bumps. Because you started out very young, though, Ed. Yeah. And I, I did mammograms twice a year for about five years. Wow. And... Yeah, I mean, every six months I was going for a mammogram. Finally, when they didn't find anything for a while, they just sent me back to once a year. Uh-huh. But it, it was no big deal. It was like, okay, you know, let, let's find out. Is there something there? And you're right. If you find it, you treat it head on. Mm-hmm. And if you're, for, if you're fortunate, you have a big support team, you have good doctors, and you move on. I mean, it's, and, and like also said, people should have a mammogram for a baseline too. You know, they want to look yes, at. Right. You know, if you have one, you know, they want to see you when you're okay. So then, if there's mm-hmm. any changes, they can see that too. Used, yeah, and, and they, they can it, map yeah. that exactly. Yeah, I think and, it used to, I think no, it ahead, used to be at age. No, I was going to say I think yeah. it was used to be at age 40 that they had the baseline yeah. mammogram, but I think they raised it to age 45. Well, yeah, it just depends. Like now with my daughter, um, right, yeah, she's, she's going to be 39, 
okay? But I tested positive for the BRCA2, which is um, a genetic right, predisposition for, there's a BRCA1 yes. and 2, and I, I'm 2. So she got tested, and she came out positive for BRCA2. Mm. So oh, she, that was when she was like 35, 36, something like that. And she, the, she told her doctor, and he said, okay, well, then we'll get you in for a yearly screening. This mm-hmm. is no big deal. We know right. we can confront this, and we can work with it. He said, you're not yeah. in any more danger than anybody else because we not. know it and we can right. face it. And yeah. so that's yeah. very important. Now, what men don't realize if you've got a mama who's bracket two like I am, yeah. oh, that sure, they can get men in a higher category for testicular cancer and breast cancer. Yes. And men think, Marcia, oh, I Marcia can't I get I breast cancer. But you yeah, can because no, no. the tissue's the same. Marcia, yeah, right, but we had a, a Rich Weiner on who had breast cancer, which, yeah, and he had yeah. a book on yeah. it too, yeah. And he had yeah. breast cancer. And, yes, because yeah. people don't think men can get it. And yeah, that's oh, yeah. one they'll of the fallacies because they can get it. Because, it. Because, yes. Yeah, because they don't think they can get it. But, you know, all those tissues and organs are the mm-hmm. same. Exactly. And they may have now, a different you purpose have, between men and women, have, but it's Did there. you have a family member, Delaney, did you have a family member that had breast cancer? Yeah, my aunt, my mother's older sister, had breast cancer back when I was a kid. I was probably okay. nine or ten, and she had what they called then a radical mastectomy, which how right, horrible does that yes. sound? Yes. And no, I remember then that. I, I know what one of my were. cousins, oh gosh, we were probably in our late 20s, early 30s, something like that. She got breast cancer, and I think she just did the lumpectomy like I did the first time. To the best of my knowledge, she hasn't had problems again. I don't know. But um, my mother had the, the fibroid masses. She never uh-huh. developed cancer, thank God. Um, but I think at least two of, um, two of my aunt's other daughters, I think three of her daughters, well, that would be all three of her daughters, I think all three right. of her daughters have had um, cancer, breast now, cancer, my, to one extent or another. My mother died young. She was 53, so oh she did she did not have breast cancer at the time. But her mm-hmm. sister, her older sister, was in her mid 70s when they uh-huh. discovered she had breast cancer. But the oh doctors my. said it was considered postmenopausal breast cancer, uh-huh. and so it was a different type of breast cancer than like what you and I or people of our age group would get. Uh-huh. And um, she was at the point that she didn't really care at this point, so she <laughs> went to Hawaii for a month, and then she <laughs> checked herself into a nursing home, and she eventually succumbed. Oh, uh, my daughter! My daughter will be 45 uh, in two weeks, and she had her first face mammogram at 39 mm-hmm. because of of me, and she also has fibroids. Dense breast, oh as they call it. Mm-hmm. They call it mm-hmm. dense breast. It's, they don't call it fibroid breast anymore. Now it's dense breast. Yeah. <laughs> but she goes every year for her mammogram, and she, knock on wood, she's she's fine, and she has very small, very small boobs. So <laughs> it would be 
it would be easy to see. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. so that's the other thing, right? That's, you know, the other thing that is, you know, because some women are, you know, quite large, and that is, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and then people will say, you know, oh, it hurts. It, it doesn't, you know, it you know, you can't hurt. look at things like it's going to hurt to take a mammogram because it's really going to hurt if you get cancer and you don't take that mammogram and that could save yeah. your life. You know, you say to me, oh, I don't want to get a mammogram. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, for, well, yeah. What, five minutes? It's yeah, uncomfortable for five it's minutes. It's not even five minutes. It, it, you not know, you hold your breath and that's that, you know. Right, yeah. And exactly. I think that people, you know, I think that, you know, it would be really nice if on other forms of cancer it could be that easy to detect it because yeah. it's not, yeah. you know. And so exactly. I think that's why so many people are surviving breast cancer because they are getting, you know, checked for it. And when they find out, you know, listen, mm-hmm. there's not any woman that doesn't sit getting a mammogram thinking, is it my turn? I mean, you know, because yeah, there, are, not. there are so many women that have it now. I mean, it's... You know, there really it's, are a lot it's almost, of women. And, it's the most common yeah. cancer in the in the world. Right, yeah. right, right now. It's right. terrible. Yes, yeah, and that's world, really, and, you know, and it's not about race, religion, or age, oh, lifestyle. It's nothing like that. It's just the way it is. You know, it can oh, yeah. happen to anybody. And, and that's it's, why it's people... Not even, yeah. An age yeah. thing, you know, we used no, to think of, no. of breast cancer as being something women got in their 40s, 50s, 60s. No. But I, I was talking... No. Right. I was talking to uh, the young woman who's the, the PA at my um, pulmonologist's office, and she had breast cancer when she was like 36. She was newly remarried, so she opted for the um, nipple save and reconstruction rather than just having a bilateral mastectomy. So she went mm-hmm. through all that. And we were talking about it, and she said, well, you know, my mother had reconstruction, too, and is miserable. She's still miserable. And this was years Hmm. ago that her mother had surgery, had all kinds of complications. And so Heaven, that's the young woman's name, told me, she said, "If, if, if you don't feel comfortable doing the reconstruction, don't do the reconstruction. Right. It was no. the worst pain I have ever had. Well, I'll tell you, yeah. you're talking about age. When I was in treatment, we had volunteers, you know, that would come in uh-huh. to bring us drinks and whatever. And there was a young girl who was 28 who oh was a breast my. cancer survivor. Yeah, 28 years old. Wow. Yeah, because Carol, I think you mentioned to me uh, uh, several times about younger people were getting it and you, you know, and yeah. were getting the chemo when it, you were. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 they, were, they, were, they were all younger than I was, except for oh, maybe a handful. But it, some were my age, a few were older, but almost everybody was way younger than I was, like in their latter 20s, early wow. 30s, yeah. mid 30s. Um, one lady, they did a big article about her. I don't know um, if you look it up, Delaney. It, it's in. She was um, an Orlando policewoman, and uh-huh. it's in the it's in the news. It was in the newspaper in the Sentinel, so they might be, have it still in the archives. Probably. Um, they every year, at, you know, they they uh, do a memorial tribute to her. She was oh. 33. She was divorced. And remarried, had just remarried, had a mm-hmm. four-year-old son, and um, she was my chemo buddy. And oh. she 
found it when she was taking a shower. Uh-huh. She felt she felt a lump on her breast, and she went and never thought because she was only in her early 30s, you know, never thought of it. Yeah. And um, she had pretty bad breast cancer, and she, she was supposed to go for reconstruction, but mm-hmm. the doctor... The doctor told her, no, wait. And fortunately, she waited because it did come back again. Oh, and dear. She, long story short, she wound up passing away. She went to Germany. She, she was so desperate to live. I, it broke my heart because I kept in touch with her until she went to Germany. And then I, I, when she came back, I heard that it pretty much did her in. For, for advanced treatment, to see what they she, – she just was – Doing anything she could to live. Oh, that poor Was child. there anything different that they were doing there? They, they couldn't do anything for her, and she yeah. was just grasping. She was at Orlando Cancer Center where I was. Which she had the same doctors I did, uh-huh. the same treatment. She, I mean, we had A1 treatment, and she had, of course, she was a policewoman, so she had fabulous insurance. And oh yeah, so she was. You know, she had everything in there that was offered to her, and um, and even they even did fundraisers for her, you know, and things like that. Yeah. And, and she just was desperate to live, and they could do no more for her. And that's you know, my father was the same way. My father died of lung cancer, but he was the same way. He, you know, they did all they could do for him, and he was still grasping. So yeah. he went to Mexico. Oh, it's so sad to hear home. those stories. Yeah. And, and you don't but, know but, why one person will survive. And there's no answer to one that. One person, right. no matter really what, isn't. doesn't. Yeah. But she it, has just, the best There's no real attitude. rhyme or reason to it at all. She no. has um, the best attitude in the world, and that's what I think pulls through a lot of people. Yeah, that's an important longer. thing that people's attitude. You know, both of you, yes. you know, you both said, you you know, you laugh a lot and you do things like that. So you want the, the people that are it might be out there listening to this and they might, you know, think, I don't think I could do that if that happened to me. How did you get through the days? Of every, you know, it's easy. It's easy for everybody else to sit back and listen. But you're saying right now you got through it. How did you? I mean, because it's such. It seems so traumatic to other people listening that you know you have a diagnosis, you're in treatment, and you want to stay positive. But a lot of people probably can't. How did you manage? Either of you, or both of you, manage to do that? Well, you have a support team is important. Yes, a, a, a support team, and it doesn't have to be blood. It can be friends. It can be anybody. Yeah, whoever, is, whoever supports right. you the most. That's exactly, exactly. right. A support yeah. team gets you going through it. You wake up in the morning, and as long as you can put one foot down, and the other foot follows, mm-hmm. and you can and you can walk, you go. Okay, Lord, today's a good day. Yeah, <laughs> you really. muscle through. One thing yeah. I did, um, Carol was talking about being optimistic and keeping spirits up. What I did was I would go on the Internet and I would find something to laugh at every day. I had people sending me jokes in email, sending me <laughs> video links. And did you go on any of the breast cancer sites there? No, I, I didn't know anything okay. about it. But yes, I just there was, went on and three breast cancer sites. Oh, okay. And but I for just, women that are going through it or have gone through that's it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and it's very uplifting to hear stories, and you can relate to other people. Well, because I think other you people, you know, say, hey, we know how you feel, but luckily we don't know how you feel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we, well, that's the, why, the you know, thing is, you're here to tell people that because, you're not you know, alone. anybody could say, oh, you know, I know how you feel, but that's really not true because no, they can't. True. Yeah. other people that have been feel. through it know how you feel. But if yeah. you have people that have gone through it, like here's Delaney right. and I who have both gone through this, we could be a support team for each other. Right. And oh, yeah. There are some, on the Internet, there's like three, there was three groups that I belonged to. I finally dropped out of it because it was, you know, I, I didn't need that support anymore. Yeah. But it was women who had gone through all the same stuff that so I So where, where do people find that where, if they're looking out to? I, on breast cancer, I just went on breast cancer sites, and all of a yes. sudden they just popped up. You know, yeah. I had no, nobody told me about it. I just was playing on the computer, which, of course, you know, you're home because yeah. you don't want right. to go out. <laughs> so you play on the computer, and I was just breast cancer support groups, breast cancer sites, and all of a sudden these places just popped up, and it was like, whoa, this is really cool. And there were three of them that I belonged to, and it was all on the Internet. Everybody, mm-hmm. I never met one person, never spoke yeah, to see, one I person. Yeah, I never did person. that. Um, but with yeah. the first, with my first diagnosis and so forth, um, I was talking about it to women that were, you know, that I was in ch- at church with. I, um, mm-hmm. I did, I taught Sunday school at our church, mm. and mm. I was talking to um, several of the other teachers, and they said, "Oh, I'm I'm a 15 year survivor. Oh, I'm a 10 year survivor," and oh, all sure. these women who were telling me this, and they were giving me hugs. And telling me, you know, that I was in their prayers and that, you know, you can do this. They're, they're all saying, you can do this. You can get through this. You've got us. We're yeah. all and they were fabulous, just fabulous. I mean, that, so I had that and my family. Yeah. yeah, but they used to call us all sisters. It was breast cancer sisters. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, we've, all, we've all shared it. But, you know, it's so tolerable if you just open your eyes and have a good positive attitude. Yes. I mean, every person has a different reaction. Every person has a different, you know, situation. Obviously. Oh. Uh-huh. But but you have to you have to just go forward. You can't like worry about it. I mean, you can't say, oh, why me? Why me? Why me? I mean, there's no such thing as poor me in this world anymore. No. Yeah. Get up I mean, and you get can moving. you can have your why me moment and then get over yeah. yourself. Like I, right. I mean, we all have a, a why me moment. But it's yeah. the people that take that and put it behind them and move on that can get their their positive attitude and everything going. And it's like, why me? Well, just because it happened, and now I'm dealing with it. But I know, I Delaney, you do, you do drawings, right? I see them online. Is it? Oh, no, I, I don't draw. Those are from an Who, app. What are they? They're oh, from a, a Happy Color app. Oh, yes. I flipping love that. If that had been around when I had cancer the first time, I wouldn't have done anything <laughs> else. But my writing really kept me going through yeah. oh, uh, sure. chemo treatments, really did. Um, sure. I, and I loved that. And I could just, I had a little um, Acer notebook. And I, was cause I wasn't say, a comfortable sitting at my from. desk. So I have this big, heavy, thick, comfortable couch. And it has these these things that you can attach to the arms that's like a little mini desk that you can oh, cool. put on the 
And yeah. I would sit on one end of the couch with that in front of me, and I'd write or I'd edit. And um, that that helped get me through. Um, one thing that I had, and I, I, Carol, I don't know if you had this problem, I reacted badly to the, the medication that they give you to help your blood, to help your blood count. I did not um, have that problem. Oh, it, it was my, misery. And my, and my doctor my, who had been, uh, he, at the time he'd been a chemo doctor for 20-something years, had never mm-hmm. seen this reaction before. Well, well I white count or your white count? Or was it just it, it's, it's, your, it's, it's to help your, your blood count. I don't remember it's your if it's your white It's your white count. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's for your the white, white count. count. That right. Will, that will will drop bad. Your red, yeah. blood, your red blood count will drop also, but your white one is the one that they worry more about. Right. Okay. And I, I can't Marcia, remember. Marsha yeah. and I are both ex medtechs, so she yeah. understands what I'm saying. But oh, when your white okay. blood count, when your white blood All count right. drops, then you're more susceptible to infection. Right. Exactly. Your immunity and right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, so, so they gave me this thing, and right. a lot of people had to take that. Now oh they yeah. Give shots. But um, the middle <laughs> finger on my shot. right hand swelled up. Just the middle mm. finger on my right hand swelled up mm. and hurt. And then after the second one, my left big toe swelled up mm-hmm. and hurt. And then um, one of my knees, might have been my right knee. I don't remember now which knee it was. But he had <laughs> never seen this before. And he's testing me for gout, and I don't know what all, trying to figure yeah. out what the heck right. was wrong with me, and it was the medication. Yeah. Now, I only had to have four chemo because it was basically, it was prophylactic, just to be right. sure. And, you were, yeah, uh, you were very lucky. You yes, very I lucky. was. And so after I had, that, I didn't have the shot the fourth time because I had nutrition. of the reaction. See, my oncology, my chemo nurses were little Girl Scouts for me, and they told me how to exercise, what exercises uh-huh. I should be doing, and what to eat to help keep my body strong. Yeah. You had a lot of chemo, though. You had a ton. I had 16 months. I mean, I felt like I was yeah, just that's a long time. time. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. I was there that, every that's week. That's terrible. I was but very, very glad that that's all I had okay. with the four. I just want you to know, it wasn't terrible. It was very tolerable. Good. And only because only because I had my support team, I had the nutrition, I had the exercise, I had so much positive going that I never. Mm-hmm. I, it almost. It was almost like I look forward to going every Thursday to see them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I when they said to me, "Once you're done with chemo, it's going to be really hard for you," and you know what? It was because you're like, that's like, a long time. That's yeah, a long time. yeah. They set you, they set your schedule and they tell you this is your schedule and don't change it. There's right. no changing yeah. it unless you get sick. You, you better right. not change right. it. You be, you be yeah. here yeah. every Thursday at one o'clock. Yeah, but it was just to me diet and nutrition really, really is so important. Now, and see, that's one thing they didn't prior. really... Well, you know, if they told me about it, I don't remember going back. Yeah. I, but, but diet and um, nutrition was so important. And I feel even now, I mean, at any age, I think women really, really need to pay attention to exercising, diet, nutrition. There's mm-hmm. nothing that's going to... Pre- there's nothing going to prevent breast cancer because... 
I took all those vitamins that said, oh, if you take this vitamin, you know, it's going to help you prevent breast cancer. It did not. There was nothing. I mean, you know, that was just like a joke. Yeah, I I think that's true. Yeah. I know. I mean, I believe in vitamins. It would be nice if that was the case, but it's not the case. Right. Yeah, and with certain types of breast cancer, I found this out from my oncologist, certain types of breast cancer, you shouldn't take certain food supplements. Oh, yes. You shouldn't take certain vitamins and so forth. Like all those wonderful things like Airborne that's supposed to really help you um, fight off off a cold or flu or something. St. John's With my Lord, type they tell you, yeah, not to take stuff like that. No, 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 no. Yeah. The only vitamins I take are your normal vitamins, like vitamin right. C and D for my osteopenia. But Delaney, you have uh-huh. bad allergies. You have bad allergies and a multivitamin. Yes, yes, so, I do. You know, yeah. um, so, so you have to be really uh, cautious of what you take. Yeah, and I, I have allergies, and I developed asthma after the chemo that yeah. I had oh. I had never had before. But based on the type of chemo that I had, that's what my asthma doctor told me. He said that it just, because of these particular medications, that's what brought the asthma on. That's what triggered it. And it's not bad. I can live with it. I have an inhaler I take. I have one pill that I take. And I'm fine with the asthma. I just have to be careful what I do. Well, you had it. If you had allergies prior to this, then it's almost kind yeah. of hand-in-hand hand allergies. Yes, and very asthma. much so. And because the thing I did, like this time... Chemo um, might have aggravated it, but it's not yeah, going to give it I, I don't know. <laughs> it was some reaction that I had to it. Probably the right. taxatere is what he thinks is the taxatere. But this time with the cancer, I did the... Uh, the bilateral mastectomy, she had mm-hmm. to take out the affected lymph glands in my left mm-hmm. armpit. And mm-hmm. uh, I had 14. <laughs> yeah, I did 14. too. Yeah, and, and this time thank God, I, none. Yeah, this time I said, you know, I'm not doing chemo again. I'm just not going to risk chemo again. Um, so I contacted, since we live in Florida, got my medical marijuana card, and oh, I am okay. taking um, medical marijuana, and okay. I'm doing great. Now, I'm not Does that help you? Does that help the, you? The asthma doctor said, do not smoke it under any circumstances. So I get the oils, and oh, that's yeah. how I'm treating this. And I feel okay. great. Now you I get the oils. You mean is that in, that's externally? That's just is that put on you? Yes. There's no, a, no, a you can take no, no. it um, internally. Take it internally. Oh, yeah, yeah, I put it in a capsule, oil. though, because that stuff tastes terrible. Yeah, um, yeah. The Rick Simpson yeah. oil that's really good for targeting cancer um, hmm. looks and smells and tastes like tar. Hmm. You think I'm wow. going to put that in my mouth and just yeah. lick it off my teeth? Yeah. I tried yeah. that. I tried putting that's it in food. That, like, yeah. That's interesting to hear it. That's yeah. interesting to hear that marijuana is actually helping you treat cancer. I never oh, it's, had yeah, heard that before, an, so that's interesting. It is absolutely incredible. Um, they use it, mostly they will recommend medical marijuana for people who are on chemo whose appetites oh, fade. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, know, yeah, yeah. I, know, I understand that part. Right, that, but that, I mean... But you you're not taking chemo. No, no, okay. this is instead so of the chemo. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Because there's a lot of research, particularly in other countries, 
where oh, sure. they have determined that this is an excellent treatment to mm-hmm. cure and prevent. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm just going to sit here with all my lumps and bumps and things and take that and hope no, it I goes understand. away. Yeah, yeah. No. I just don't want people getting the wrong idea. I well, had the surgery. I did all that. Right, and you're and still under doctor. And you're still under yes, doctor's care. Yes, I'm still under care. doctor's care. And right. he knows that I'm taking the medical marijuana, and he's fine with that. Um, all my doctors know that I take it. I also take one that helps my asthma. Yeah. And hmm. my asthma doctor's fine with that, as long yeah. as I don't smoke it. Right. And I just looked at him, and I said, do you really think I'm actually going to smoke anything? Right. <laughs> he just laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they, they are trying new things for people. So you know, that's yeah. the yes. thing. I mean, oh. there's uh, as we yes. speak, they're doing new things. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, and that's that's Research progress. Is constant. Yeah. Research yeah. is constant. You know, oh, what yes. works fine for some person does not work for other people. Absolutely and so that's true. Why that's why you have to like open your eyes and open your mind to all kinds yeah. of different types of things. Uh-huh. But it still all go. Sorry, it still all goes back to the fact that self-examination and mammography. I, mean, I absolutely does, agree with that. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. agree with that. I would and not I have found my that, lumps if I hadn't had a, mess, uh, a mammogram right. both times. And a lot of and a lot of these women nowadays, and I do understand because of the COVID, how a lot yeah. of these people are afraid to go to the hospitals or afraid to go to these clinics. Right. But good, but good Lord, you're not there long enough. No, Hold your breath, put on a mask, whatever. They Just do go everything that they can in the environment of the of the hospital yes, they or do. the, yeah, the right. imaging yes, place they do. to cut yes. down on that. Right. You know, you're not there for a long amount of time. You're not. No, there for a long and you're not. And they've really done everything they possibly can to eliminate as many factors as they can. Exactly, and it, infection now. No, right, there's no reason why women should not go. No. And, and if you can't afford it, there are so many different so organizations. Many. Oh, yeah. 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 And all you have you. to do is tell your doctor that you right. can't yes. afford it, and boom, it's taken care of. Because yeah. I there's had so that many, a couple yeah, times. So many, right, there's so many different organizations, and there's so many places that will do oh, it for yeah. free. And especially, especially in the month of October. <laughs> yes. 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 So there's really, uh, people will tell me, oh, you know, they've got this reason or that reason. I'm like, no, that's your excuse. Mm-hmm. That is your yes. excuse that you just yeah. don't really want to go. But I'm walking, talking proof that you need to get your ass in there and get this right. done. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah. And no, I, I think, I think the, fear, the their... fear of this is worse than when you, because you just, it, it's not going to go away. I mean, you need no, to take care not. of it. No, it's It's just going to get worse, and it's going to get painful, and it's going to kill you. My, That's how cancer works. The, it's the fear yeah. of the unknown. It is. And they have made, it I, is. Right, I mean, they have done incredible work with breast cancer yeah. now. I mean, it's oh, just very oh, yeah. different than it was. 40 years ago. And people were getting it 40, so many, 50 years ago. We just didn't talk about it that much. Right. You know, no, and, no, nobody um, did. If somebody no, had cancer, no. breast cancer back then, you were like, you were shielded away. Yeah. And just like yeah. Delaney said about her aunt having a radical mastectomy. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. 
you you had a radical mastectomy. You were taken home and put in the bedroom until you healed it. And don't tell right. anybody that you had cancer. Right. right. Now, I, I do know that because when I worked as a lab tech, I you know I mm-hmm. it, I worked for internists for several years, and um, mm-hmm. so many women because I was doing cardiograms on them, and so many uh-huh. women that you know mm-hmm. had mastectomy, had radicals. You know, I mean, and mm-hmm. they just you never talked about it, but. There were, I, I, that's, I've, I noticed that a lot at that time. How many really had it at that time, and it right. wasn't, and they, were, and they didn't do it the same way. And so a lot of them no, have a lot more scarring. They went, yeah, yeah. They oh, and, and the people, have and you been around people took out. that won't say cancer just yeah. as a word? They'll whisper cancer. They yeah. I know. That's, I, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's like oh, the c word. It's like what is the c word? It's cancer. You have it. Now, Wait, there's one C word over. that I won't say, but it has nothing to do with cancer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's, that's a writing word. That's a writing word. <laughs> you know, that's for you guys and your sex novels. <laughs> well, I said, like Delaney, okay, now Delaney, you have a lot of shows on, you know, so I want, yeah. just say for, you know, just mention your shows a little because you have shows a lot of them. Oh, okay. You know, and you've been um, doing it for many, many years too. So, oh, yeah. You know, tell yeah. everybody Take where they can. Plus, you also do, you know, for people out there for marketing because I use the same groups right. that you, you have. You know, I mean, so you are doing a lot of things now. You know, regardless yeah. of what you've had, you still are working. Yeah, I didn't let this slow me things. down much, really. No, but um, yeah, I do two shows a month on Books and Entertainment Network. Um, we used to call ourselves Red River Network, and then the Red River Radio from PBS got upset with us. So, well, whatever. Which is totally um, ridiculous. ridiculous. It's totally Network. ridiculous. <laughs> there are no copyrights. Yeah, I, I'll yeah. tell you about it sometime because it was yes. just so stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I, So we're Books and Entertainment that. Network, and I do on the second Monday of every month at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern, I do um, Delaney's Tea Time. And then every fourth Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, I do What's Right for Me. And I talk to our, um, authors from all over the world. I've yeah. talked to mm. poets and artists and musicians and just have had the best time interviewing yes. these people. Some of them are famous. Some of them are just getting started. Um, but like you, I don't charge anybody for for the service. I do right. it for fun and for right. love and to help. Yeah, and you've met a lot of people and we've learned a lot yeah. of things. So that's the good thing. You know, I mean oh, that's yeah. you and know, I it have really is. I mean so I've done it as many you know, we've done it many years. We were both with Red River. So I mean I think that right. you know, and you've kept on going and Carol, you're active. You're very active. I you don't sit I, still I don't sit I, I don't know. I don't sit still. <laughs> but I'm I am retired. And um, my husband still works part time, and I, he is a scissor sharpener for beauty salons. And wow! So I with, well, they used to do I dog went, grooming, though. They had a dog. Oh, grooming. that's an amazing have, job. That is a lost art. We used sharpening to have scissors and knives. I think that I love yeah. that. Well, we don't do knives. We used to do knives, but we don't yeah. do knives anymore. We just do scissors, but. Um, we used to have a dog grooming school, and we taught people oh. from around, believe it or yeah. not, from around the world how to groom dogs. I mean, we had yeah. students from Italy and wow. France, and yeah. they came yeah. over to the United States. And yeah, we we were pretty big in our time. But I yeah. am semi-retired, as I call it. I don't say retired, but I'm semi-retired. Right. Um, I'm 
I'm still very active. I mean, I walk every day. My passion right now is cooking because it started two years ago when we were housebound, and I've always loved to cook. I mean, don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong. I've always loved to cook and bake. But now it's just like pretty much that's about it. (laughs) You know, we we don't go out (laughs) as much as we used to. Um, My husband is a cancer survivor also, and so we try to limit our exterior times of being amongst crowds. Right. Um, but, you know, I mean, we get out and do stuff, but we're we're just kind of limited in it. But I, no, I don't write. I'm sorry I don't write. I probably could. Marcia, I wrote an article for Marcia to give it to her when I first was diagnosed with breast cancer. Uh-huh. She yeah. loved it. Yeah. And she, she said, you ought to do more, but I'm, I don't. I don't have the yeah. patience like I used to. Uh-huh. I don't know what. I, but I, I'm always doing something. I mean, I don't. Yes, you are. So that's a good what. thing. So that's a. This is yeah. why this, I'm here to show busy. today because this is to tell people you are survivors, and this Ooh, is. Absolutely. It was. It's a scary to get the diagnosis, but once you do, you've handled it and you're moving on. So I think that that's an important reason for breast cancer awareness. And I'm. And it's good that they have the months of awareness, but this is something you have to be aware of all every day of yeah. your life. You know, and, yes, and yeah. you know, but and it's, it's an important it's, thing, it's, and it's important that people talk about it to know that people are surviving it. Well, I and continuing their life. Let me just tell you real quickly, talking about moving forward. My shows the whole time I took cancer treatment, chemo treatment. The only day that I missed going into work was the day that I took treatment. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I drove. I drove myself everywhere. I was in the wow. hospital. 24 hours when I, after I had my bilateral, I went home the next morning and I, the doctor, I couldn't, you know, the doctor said don't drive until I come back and have my stitches removed and I didn't have any stitches to have removed, but I went back to see her and I said, when can I drive? And she said, as soon as you stop taking your pain pills. And I said, I never took pain pills. Oh my. She said, she said, you never took any pain pills? I said, I was... I had discomfort, but I was never in pain. Huh. So she said, then drive whenever you want to. Right. So, yeah, I mean, so this a, is the thing. Right. So yeah, this is I why mean, if people you, are scared to get a mammogram, go get one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get a mammogram because even if your diagnosis is not what you want to hear, it's not the end of the world. That's yeah. exactly right. It is not a death sentence, and we're nope. here to, as proof. That it's not yeah, exactly. So let so let's plan to do this next year for oh, October. The year goes by faster than we all think, as we know. Oh, yeah, yeah, too, too fast. Yeah, yeah. And so another, thank you both for coming on. I, I just appreciate it because you know, look, it's it, the two of you are great to come on and talk about this because there are a lot of people that don't want to talk about this. So I think that uh-huh. having people out there like the two of you that come out and talk about it, and this is not easy to share for some people. So uh, please get your mammograms and see that these women are survivors. And so thank I want you to thank both of show. you. And thank well, you thank so you. much for both of you coming and keep up your good work of life <laughs> and living. Thank you. That's the thing. And you're doing great jobs. So I'm so happy to have known both of you. So, and thank, thank you, you again. Thank you so much. All right. Thank and you everybody for take care us. out there. Everybody take Thanks care and have a great us. day. Nice talking you to you, too. Delaney. Bye. Oh, <laughs> bye bye. Thank you. Too. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks. <laughs> 